it's the box office bomb squad this is where we break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters and today's bomb is 2001's final fantasy the spirits within what's with her what's with her and the captain what's with her and that stupid plant what all right, Jesse. Budget was $137 million. Most of that spent on these insane graphics for the time and actually not too terrible for today. Not really. Um, only made $85 million back. It opened number one with $5 million on a Wednesday, which is kind of low for July. But this was July 2nd, two days before July 4th on that Friday. So they wanted to release it before the movies hit that Friday. Uh, it beat Cats and Dogs and Scary Movie 2 in their second weeks. It lost on that Friday to The Score, that Robert De Niro, Edward Norton heist movie. And then the next week saw Jurassic Park 3 come in and America's Sweethearts knock it down even further. And then the week after that, its fourth week, Fast and Furious came out and knocked it even further down the list. So it was never able to recover, and there were multiple hits coming out afterwards that just knocked this thing into the ground further and further as it went along. Um, really didn't stand a chance. This movie didn't have a a clear placement, whether it was for adults or whether it was for children. So that led to some confusion in the box office where cats and dogs did a little better than it should have because parents that wanted to take kids out to the movies were like, I don't know if that's a kid film because a lot of the publication of this movie was about uh, – uh, Aki Ross, the main character played by Ming Na Wen, and that character was in like Maxim under the Maxim Hot 100, and there was like bikini shots, and she was all over the news because uh, is this going to be a, a digital actress that replaces actors? So there was a <laughs> lot of confusion, and people thought, well, it must be adult if she's showing up in a bikini. And obviously, we'll get more into that when we start talking about it. But thought it was a. Uh, a perfect storm of just shit fucking up. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about it. You know how many fucking bugs Dave Batista has to stay that big? <laughs> so many probes in so many holes. That reminds me of a big poop. Had to be an ass joke. Oh my god, let's talk about it. So what do you think about the idea of a completely digital actor that they would use in other films? <laughs> <laughs> um well first of all in 2001 i didn't believe it and we're 2023 and it's still obviously not not gonna happen she was in maxim 100 2001 and to help sell it square attended her uh, intended her to be her I, own thing i show was, up in multiple films i was a freshman in high school at that point and i remember vividly that she was in maxim 100 <laughs> so here's what's funny right uh, Matt Damon left this film because when oh, wow. he went in to do the recordings and he saw how realistic the models were, he was pissed and he thought they were trying to put actors out of business. So he, he <laughs> stormed out, which is funny because he wasn't even the first choice for the mean character. It was actually Ben Affleck. That's why Al and then Alec Baldwin took over because it was like last minute they needed to find somebody. But that's why that main character looks just like Ben Affleck is because it was originally designed to look like him. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And and Tom Hanks was actually asked about this because Toy Story was doing its own thing. And then this came out showing the, you know, Toy Story showed like the low end of what could happen. This was showing the high end. Even Tom Hanks said that it felt like it was coming. And with AI now, he actually is on to something where he's like, you know, eventually we'll get to the point where 
you'll have 100% digitally made uh, entertainment that an actor may never touch. So we're yeah, getting there. Still this need movie was actors. well ahead of its time. For now. So <laughs> for now, but we're getting really good about uh, yeah. those those fake voices. And that's a you problem know? because it puts other people that I'm intimately friends with to out of work meaning myself. Oh yeah. Which sucks. But that's okay. Well that's the problem with technology is it's designed to replace humans and like so it it, it just happens, you know, and it sucks because do I think we're going to get the same quality out of completely AI generated bullshit that we would from people with actual backgrounds and pain and joy and using that to convey feelings of the characters? No, I don't think, uh, I don't, I, I can't see a computer putting together. There will be blood and that movie yeah. coming out any good. Yeah. And I mean, even just the voice part of it, the voice acting, uh, Acting is an operable part of that word, mm. you know, because the, the really good voice actors, you don't have to see them to feel the emotions that they put in, you know? It's fantastic. No, not at all, yeah. So, yeah, is it, that the whole, I mean, we're seeing it with the, the de-aging of people all the time now. Um, the most recent one would have been, what, Indiana Jones? Um, yeah, we're going to see that uh, in the new Indiana Jones film. Yeah, and then you've got things where we are, um, oh, who was it, uh, Peter Cushing, uh, when they re-added him back to a, uh, Star, a Star Wars film from yeah. uh, archival footage, things like that. Um, they did the same thing with Leia. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it it's definitely on the horizon. I don't think it's going to replace people. Um, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's next year. No, no. I, I it most we'll certainly is not 2001. Then. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uncanny Valley, we were not, unfortunately. Yeah. I didn't oh, get boy. creeped out until um, uh, the Polar Express. <laughs> that one bothers me. <laughs> well, that's because that one kid's, like, so annoying, that voice they chose for him. I just want to throw him off that train, <laughs> pour scalding hot chocolate down his face. Oh, I hate that kid. Yeah. Hate that kid someone. You know who I'm talking about, the kid. The I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, being a Final Fantasy fan, I absolutely hate that this has nothing to do with Final Fantasy. Not a um, damn thing. The only thing it's got is a character named Sid. Yeah, but his name's spelled S-I-D in this. Yeah, so even that's it's wrong. not even spelled the same. <laughs> he does have an airship, so I guess there's that. Um, the only other connection is that Matt McKenzie, who played just a random soldier in this, he was the voice of Oron in uh, Final Fantasy X. So wow. there is a small connection there. Um, the the guards, when we get the three guards, the Ving Rhames guard, the Perry Gilpin and Steve Buscemi guard, mm -hmm. why in the hell did they not name them Biggs and Wedge and then just a third other name? Like that's an easy go-to that they could have done from Final Fantasy. There's always a Biggs and there's always a Wedge. It's a, it's a Star Wars reference, obviously. Yeah. But like it feels like that would have been really easy just to name those characters Biggs and Wedge. It feels like they went out of their way to make it not Final Fantasy. Yeah, it real yeah, other than in title, that is there's it. No fantasy. Yeah, the year twenty sixty five. Yeah, the, it's a nonsensical title with the entire movie. Here, here's my uh, my uh, technical breakdown of the film. 
everything is 30 seconds to two minutes too long, and all the sounds are 20% too loud with the music. <laughs> because, like, the music is just, it's too loud for what's going on. There are times where the sounds of what we need to know are sort of washed out by the damn music. Where is the proof? The proof's all over, James Woods. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. By the way, let's talk about the cast for a second. Because yeah. holy fuck. Yeah, there's some names. Ming-Na Wen, who I absolutely adore. God, she's gorgeous. This uh, was an early Ming-Na Wen, too. Yeah, this is post-Mulan, but previous to like a lot of the stuff that she did. Uh, Alec Baldwin, you know, before he was shooting people. Who only sounds like Alec Baldwin, never sounds like anything sounds, else. Yeah. Yeah, there's he can't do anything but Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin plays Alec Baldwin, and that's a character that's fun to see sometimes. But yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he played uh, I think JFK. Yeah, he played JFK in a film, and he's just miserable. And Alec Baldwin as Alec Baldwin as Captain Gray Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked him in Beetlejuice, but he is just Alec Baldwin in that as well. He really is. Yeah, uh, we got Steve Buscemi. Yeah, everyone's favorite Steve Buscemi. He's Comic relief, uh, as Steve Buscemi does, he does die in the film. <laughs> he does kind of get the girl, though. Yeah. Played by Perry Gilpin, who is not a, a person that I expect anyone to really know who that is. Uh, she's the female soldier character. Uh, she was Roz and Frazier. Sure, yeah. That so that's sense. that's the best I can give you on that one. Uh, she's big in TV. Yeah, well, and... She, I think she was in Men in Black. I could be wrong. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Don't listen to me. (laughs) Don't listen to me. I'm just looking it up now. Like, holy crap. She's a, she does a lot of weird stuff. But yeah, I think her most famous role was Roz and and Frazier. Uh, She's the female uh, soldier. And then being Rames rounds it out with the, he's the giant, Black guy soldier, which giant black guy is what Ving Rams plays and everything he does. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> Donald Sutherland is in this. He is Sid. He's playing a good guy for once because Donald Sutherland, for some reason, has kind of been shoehorned into playing villains for the last like twenty years. It's the eyebrows. Maybe I don't know. He's just a, he's got that calm, like relaxing voice, you know. And yeah. For some reason, that works so well as a villain. Kind of like a Christoph Waltz. Well, or like James Woods. I can't yeah. see James Wood ever playing a hero. He plays such a good damn villain. Oh, he is a great villain. I mean, he's good in this. You just look at, I mean, his. Although he's, and, he's cartoony over the top, like Nazi yeah. outfit. So evil, but. quintessential James Woods villain. I don't care what you say. I will fight you in the streets. Hades from Hercules. Oh, uh, great. Great character. Amazing character. <laughs> and you know who else was in Hercules? Who played Apollo's voice? Keith David from Gargoyles. How and about Keith that? Keith David is in this as well. Yes, he is. Who's, who, by the way, that's one of the best voices out there, Keith David. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, I love him as the uh, president in Rick and Morty. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> Goliath, you know, like, oh, holy yeah. crap. Like, that voice is, is just epic. Oh, that's, that's the major ones. Like, there's a lot of, like, side characters that we're not going to really focus on that barely even have a role in the film so we're not gonna waste time on them but what a cast what a good cast every one of these actors 
generally gives out a solid performance. Some of them do bad movies, but for the most part, their performances are pretty good. So, uh, man, I'm looking through here and I'm like, I'm going to skip over my technical notes and go back to it. But my God, it's a lot of technical notes. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about just the film itself for a minute. I have a couple, I have a couple things to complain about. So, I had to explain what this movie was about to a friend who was like, "Oh yeah, the Final Fantasy movie. I never saw it, uh, but I've seen one. I've seen Advent Children. Is it as good?" And I said, "Oh no, they couldn't be more different because Advent Children is based on Final Fantasy VII. This movie is just a, an okay sci-fi that is using the wrong name. So here's my idea of how to explain this movie to people. There's a haunted asteroid." It brings killer ghosts, and we're able to replicate the energy with energy from other organisms and shield packs and make other things like that. But now we have a way to get rid of them all since they are attacking the Earth ghost because the planet has a ghost. But like eight special ghosts turned it back into good ghosts. If you if you get these eight ghosts together, you'll turn all the bad guy ghosts into good guy ghosts, and they'll heal the planet instead of hurt it. Is that, is that does that sound like the movie? One side of my face just went numb, but yeah, that, that's the movie. This movie's about ghosts. Yeah. The spirits within. I was going to say, they're, they're within. They're the spirits. Yeah, a lot of spirits, and they're, they kind of remind me of the Spackle because they're really weird looking. Remember the Spackle <laughs> from Chaos Walking a few weeks back? The Spackle. Jesus Nah, Christ. the Spackle. <laughs> a lot of cliches in this movie, and you'll be happy to know I did fall asleep during part of it <laughs> because that's going to be a new thing is does Brandon fall asleep while watching it? Which part? Do you um, remember? I remember vividly. Okay. Uh, it was somewhat at the beginning. Uh-huh. It was whenever they were just in the labs talking about what they needed to do for what seemed like an hour of the movie. That's exactly when I was dozing off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God James Gunn showed up, or James Gunn, geez, James Woods showed up yeah. screaming about nonsense because that was the only thing keeping me awake. Yeah. Like, Thank ex- you. Exactly. That's exactly it. I, I was thinking, I bet that's the part you fall asleep. You fell asleep <sighs> on because I was, I never every step of everything. Like when yeah. she's like pulling up on the monitor, we're watching the monitor load and everything. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm bored. Yeah. I did not actually fall asleep, but I, Almost spilt my drink several times because it was in my hand. <laughs> I mean, I will admit I didn't miss any of the film because the dozing I did do was like one of those, like, my eyes are shut, my head's down, oh, and I pull up real quick and I'm awake. <laughs> and I started laughing going, well. It's a dad doze. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, time for a coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Gray, played by Alec Baldwin. He loses his gun constantly in this film. And I was like, cause the first time they're like, yeah, his gun. And then it's like he's, later he's doing something and he drops his gun again. And I go, huh, he dropped his gun two times in this movie. That's kind of funny. But then he dropped it again. And then at the end he drops it again while doing something. I go, okay, he dropped his gun four times. How is he the leader? How is he the captain? <laughs> uh, I was like, holy crap. I didn't actually, I didn't put those all together, but that's I just was watching how often he lost his weapon. I'm like, well, he just keeps losing his fucking weapon. So many cliches in this movie too, man. Like 
the 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 nerdy annoying soldier that has the hots for the girl soldier and then the peaceful giant man soldier and there's just so many like goofy things in this um so i have a question for you and i'm not trying to put you on the hot seat but i'm gonna what the hell is going on oh yeah that's pretty <laughs> much can you tell me what happened at the end when the spirits hit Aki and it like things started, can you tell me what happened? Um, no. <laughs> you want to know why? Why? Because they changed the ending and they didn't change any of the lead up to it. Oh, I was gonna they're say miss- because all of a sudden I'm trying to remember two spirits, and they all they do is go, "Oh yeah, we got these. We need to get these two spirits." So then, when that one spirit hits Aki, do you remember? She glows blue, and then, like, a tentacle through through her stomach glows blue. She's supposed to be pregnant with Gray's child. Oh. So her and her child were supposed to be the last spirits. And Gray okay. sacrifices himself to save the woman he loves and his unborn child. Because in, in Japan lore, that's something that they really dig over there. Like, they, oh, yeah, they love that. It's really good stuff. But over here, they're like, that's nah, too sad and depressing. We don't want that. So we're going to have uh, – we're going to take away the pregnancy part of it. But we're not going to take away any of the scenes that hint at pregnancy. <laughs> like, the reason – like, think about the Ross character. She is constantly putting herself in danger because she's like, I don't care if I get hurt. I We need to save the world. We need to save the world. So she doesn't have any, like, worry for herself. But then later on in the movie, she's like, I have to survive. I got to figure out how to live. And it doesn't make any sense because the character the character doesn't have those kind of like issues. Yeah. But then when you re- when you find out that she was supposed to be pregnant, you're like, oh well. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she wants to protect her unborn child. It makes so much sense. But geez, man, this movie though, I gotta say, watching it, we we shit on the graphics now, but these graphics were groundbreaking. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean. mean the textures and I mean the animation itself, all of it was I mean back then that was amazing. The amount of hours put into this, uh, two hundred people worked on it. But if it was just like one person working those amount of hours, it would took one hundred and twenty years to finish. Well, yeah. So um, let's see here. Four years was the production time on this movie. Yeah. So as a as kind of a a thought process on that. You've got movies that they shoot in a month right now. Oh yeah. They shoot in a month. They post produce for a couple months after that. And they're ready to rock six months after that. I mean, a six month lead time compared to four years up until a few days of having to actually ship out the film. They were still doing updates for characters and stuff to be more realistic. The hair to be flowing better. Like they never stopped updating it. Oh, so let's see here. Um, most modern, this is from Wikipedia, by the way, uh, most modern PC or console games take from three to five years to complete for a development cycle. This was a video wow. game development cycle for the production of this movie. <laughs> it is too long. <laughs> I will say that. I did. Yeah. yeah. The movie. Again, every, everything time. is just 30 seconds to a minute too long. Um, and unnecessarily so, because if you would cut that time that I'm talking about out of it, it wouldn't change the narrative of the film or the flow of the film. 
and you would have like a more precise film that's not two hours long. Here's an interesting bit. It does feel too long, but it is only an hour and 46 minutes. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like it's at least a two hour movie, if not more. So, so it's a, it's a hundred minute movie. You could have cut 10 minutes though to make this a 90 minute film and it would have been fine. Yeah. I, 90, I, 90 minutes. Nice. Sometimes I can find you ni- probably 10 minutes worth of loading screens. That you could yeah. Get rid of. Oh yeah. I can, I can give you 10 minutes worth of people staring at each other. <laughs> yeah. Cause that happens a lot. Yep. Uh, this was kind of rough to get through. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was. I, I watched it after work. I watched it at night, which probably wasn't a great idea. Yeah. Um, I watched it completely sober. No, nothing was changing my views. So, going in like that, I, I, if you were to ask me to watch this again, I don't think I ever will. I just don't give a fuck about this film. I just have for something I should care about. It's crazy how little I care about this film. That's 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 bad to me. Yeah, I mean, even um, you know, I'm talking about how great these graphics look for the time period and all this, and they still, even today, they look fantastic. Oh yeah, you know? there's there's CG movies put out every day that don't look this good. Exactly. Um, Sound of Thunder. Uh, so I was watching <laughs> what, it. What do you mean? And I'm enjoying, you know, all the all the visuals and everything. But even that. With the way the story was, I mean, very predictable, very just... How many times did we see the dream sequence that was the exact same thing with, like, the stampede of the aliens? So many... You could have got your 10 minutes out that way. Yeah. I just... uh, I was was so... It's a frustrating film. Yeah. They also, like, these guns don't seem to do anything to the spirits, but they're always shooting at them. And I'm like, I don't know what the point of this is. That just makes them feel better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, um, oh, I forget which Tremors it was. I think it was Tremors 2, where Bert gives... um, that was Tremors one where he gives him the gun. Oh yeah, it was and one. He's like, what the hell? Oh, that is right. Wasn't loaded. Yeah, he just gives him a gun and it makes him run. Like, you know, got you off your ass, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, and he still checks the gun because he it, does. You know, he's, That's he's a, he's kudos to Bert. Yeah, Bert, the only recurring character through all those films. <laughs> uh, Eventually, like he gets a son. Uh, I think Jamie Kennedy plays a son. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> That's no. awesome. I got I one remember. of my friends the entire uh, the entire collection of Tremors movies from beginning to oh. end for Christmas last year. <laughs> you could probably think of what friend it was too who would like the Tremors movies. Uh, is his last name a song sang is. by a Confederate soldier? Okay, <laughs> yeah, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was taken aback. He was so excited about him. Yeah, I bet he was. He's like, like I haven't seen sweet. some of these. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we I told I them we're gonna get alcohol and have a tremors night. So there was a a new one put out and like during COVID, right? Yes. I watched all of them to watch the debut of that new one, which <laughs> is Ice Tremors, by the way. Really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Kennedy joins the cast, which is something. <laughs> oh man, Tremors, like, a cold day in hell. Yep. There was a TV show too, if you remember. 
That's awesome. Yeah, because uh, Jamie Kennedy. Well, we're talking yeah. about Tremors. You know, it has nothing to do with this, but Tremors is way better. Because Tremor Two is whenever you had the uh, the the ones that would come out and like could sense heat. Yeah, they were the ones that could walk around. The little yeah, guys. Tremors Three had the flying ones. Yeah, the, the butt blasters. blasters, the ass blasters. Yeah, Tremors Four was the one that was set back in the old west. Yeah. Tremors Five is when they introduced uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy. That's as the one his I son. haven't seen. That's twenty. That's Bloodlines, and then uh, Cold Day in Hell, and then in twenty twenty they put out Shrieker Island. Oh, that's right. Uh, for Shrieker Island, Jamie Kennedy didn't return for it, and instead it's fucking uh, oh, Napoleon Dynamite. I can't really think of his name. Oh, Bill Hader or not Bill Hader? Um, uh, John Hader. Not John Hader. Yeah, you had it close. That's why I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, really? Shriek, okay, Cold Day in Hell, then Shrieker Island was the new one that came out in 2020 during COVID. I did not watch the series from 2003. Uh, I maybe I'll go back and watch that eventually. I mean, I watched all the rest of it. Why not at this point, you know? I mean, you might as well, yeah. Uh, anyway, Final Fantasy, Jesse. Final Fantasy. We just spent five minutes talking about Tremors, and I was more interested in that than Tremors, Final Fantasy. Way better. Tremors is <laughs> closer to Final Fantasy games than this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, uh, I just, yeah. so, I, mean, I just wasn't a fan of it. I just didn't like it. I, I, if this movie was called something else, let's just say it's called Spirits Within. Is it a better film? Yes. Okay. Because at least then, I don't expect it to be tied to a, at the time, long-running game series. Yeah, they <laughs> use the swords and shit. Yeah. I mean, I have a gun blade on my wall. Yeah. Let's see if I can get Jesse a look at that. Exactly. Yeah, right there. And uh, multi pass. Uh, right there. Uh huh. Just Final Fantasy Eight toys yeah. and a cactar because I love cactar. Yeah. No cactars, no moogles, no chocobos. How the hell do you have a Final <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> film without a fucking chocobo? What are you doing? We only fucking doing. We only do this in audio, so a lot of people don't know. But uh, one of these days, I need to tweet a picture of what I'm what I'm looking at when I'm doing this. It is Uh, nothing but toys behind Brady. Yeah, like I have a lot of I have have a lot. He sees the ceiling of my basement, and that's it. Yeah, and behind him, I see just nonstop toys. Toys and soundproof, uh, sound sound dampening squares. (laughs) That's about it. Uh, but yeah, like all the things, you know, mana, summons, swords, the creatures, the names, all the things that Final Fantasy does and has, and you use none of it. None of it. But here's the thing, what I found out, this originally wasn't a Final Fantasy film. Really? It was something else. Yeah, the writer was writing this as something completely different. They just changed it to be a Final Fantasy film. Well, all they did is change the title. But they changed the title and they changed the doctor's <laughs> name to Sid. <laughs> wow. That's it. Wow. <sighs> so frustrated. Where is Fantasy the games. proof? That I'm frustrated? <laughs> I have a Final Fantasy tattoo. You do. You do. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, so I love Final Fantasy. I hate this fucking film, man. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a spit in the face of Final Fantasy. Um, trying to separate it in my head. Imagining this movie 16 minutes shorter with a different title. I could almost say, yeah, that was an interesting film. But this movie goes into the place where Titan AE goes for me. Everything about this is something I should like, but for some reason, none of it gels the right way. And in the end, even though I should love this, I just don't give a fuck about it. I don't care. I want it out of my memory. Well, I agree. And let's take a little break uh, to listen to a sponsor, and hopefully that'll force it out of your head. Yeah, I mean, will the sponsor be Gissel Greens from Final Fantasy? No, it won't, because we have nothing to do with it. And now, a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Hey, listen! <laughs> How could you not put a damn Moogle in this movie, man? Right? So the, Chocobo thing, the Chocobo thing just feels like pure, like, bullshit. But, because, like... And when you watch Advent Children, they, you know, obviously Final Fantasy games are so big, you have to cut shit out. And Advent yeah. Children cuts a lot of stuff out, so then you can get, like, a more streamlined. We don't really see Sid very much. We don't see Red very much. We don't see Yuffie very much. And it makes it interesting because we only focus on a couple characters. They could have done something like that, but they didn't. No, they didn't. So it just, and all oh, the characters are so boring. Yeah, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> Let's talk about a non-boring character, Jesse. That character is Joe Morton. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. All right. Part of me wonders if we got the same one. I don't know. If maybe. But I, maybe not. I have a weird one. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Because mine's not, I don't know if mine's weird, but it is a movie I watched recently just so I could have more Joe Morton movies in the bank. Uh, I got it in one. Mm -hmm. Ving Rhames to Joe in Back in the Day. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to feel like an idiot when I tell you I also got it in one. It's easier, isn't it? <laughs> huh? It's easier, isn't it? You didn't have to watch a special movie to get it, did you? No, no. Mina Wen was the villain in Eureka for a whole time. Oh, she was the God damn it. She was. <laughs> oh. She literally was like the bad guy for an entire season. She was the senator that was trying to shut it yes. all down. Yes. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I wonder if uh, Jesse's going to remember that she's in that show that he loves. Totally fucking forgot about that. <laughs> I don't even think about your. I will love Eureka, and I never even think about it for these freaking things. And I well, should because Smallville there were so, so many like, people in it. I, I pull up Smallville stuff because I'm like, <sighs> I know he was in Smallville, and I know he was in that. So it's like you know, you, I, I know that you got to remember TV. That's a good TV's one. a thing. That's good. I like that. All right. Hey, we both had it in one two weeks in a row. Yeah. But Next week we're gonna just do fucking terrible. I know. <laughs> it's probably it's yeah, more than likely. Uh, before we find out what's next week, uh, let's go to the simple question here, Jesse. Should it bomb? One, two, three, go. Three, two, one, zero. But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. But that doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. I hope it goes. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Uh, 
this movie deserves to fail because it interrupted my nap. <laughs> I mean, this movie gave me a nap, so I guess I should give it some quality there, but <laughs> it's the melatonin of are, movies. Uh, if you need a nap, cause I will say this, the movie has like a, it's like a slow tone to it. And the colors are all soft reds and glowy. It is a good movie to fall asleep to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to have James, a movie called that. Until James Woods shows up screaming shit, man. Where is uh, the proof? Yeah, exactly. He's got, he's <laughs> overacting so much. He's having so much fun. He's the only person having fun in this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jesse. It absolutely should bomb. I didn't want to go into it. Like, the fact that Final Fantasy Advent Children got released direct to video and this got released in theaters is sickening to me. Like, come on, people. Like, what the hell's going on? But, uh,. <clears throat> Let's just forget about it and tell me what we're going to watch next week. It's got to be better than this. Next week. I probably shouldn't say that, should I? I shouldn't have said that. I will not sacrifice the Enterprise. We've made it too many compromises already. Too many retreats. They invade our space and we fall back. They assimilate entire worlds and we fall back. Not again. The line must be drawn here. This far. No further. And I will make them pay for what they've done. Of course, from great Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, from the next generation, Star Trek. Wow. And our next movie is The Adventures of Baron right. Munchausen, 1988. Yes. A Terry Gillum film I fucking <laughs> remember loving, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, boy, this is going to be something. It's got some names in it. It's, I mean... This is... I don't want to give too much away. This is one of my uh, one of my go-to movies. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> nice. I, I've watched it quite a lot. I I made uh, uh, I made my daughter uh, watch this at one point, and she was not as enamored with it as I have been in the past, but uh, she did enjoy it. Lots of little people in this. Yeah. But like Eric Idle's in it. Robin Williams. Uh, oh fuck yeah! Robin yeah. Williams, you're right. Uma Thurman. Jonathan Price from. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yep. Yeah, Uma Thurman's in it. Uh, oh yeah, I. D he doesn't go by Robin Williams in the movie. Oh, Sting's in this. Yeah, yeah, Sting was in. Oh man, I'm looking. I'm gonna look through the cast real quick. Yeah, he. Um, Robin Williams is credited in the movie as uh, Ray D. Tudo. Yeah, for some reason I remember uh, that. He's uh, it's a play on King of Everything in Italian, and he's the king oh, of the moon. Okay. <laughs> oh, Don Henderson's in this film. Uh, funny story about Don Henderson. People are gonna go, "Who the fuck is Don Henderson?" If you watch Star Wars, okay, and you remember, there's a guy. There's uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Ah, well, uh, there's a guy in Star Wars, the very beginning on of New Hope, who just keeps shit-talking Vader. Oh, and getting gets, almost choked out. <laughs> He's the co-worker that gets assaulted. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, that's that's him. I and find I always, your lack it, of faith disturbing. So this character's funny to me for this reason, right? And we're, I'm going to go into a fucking thing here. Uh, this is a short, short episode so far anyway, so it's fine. So, uh... If we are to believe the prequels are canon, then we are to believe that the Jedi were widely known as a police force in the galaxy 
until about 20 years ago at this point. To be more exact, 16 years ago, because Luke is 16 at this point. Okay. Right? So 16 years have passed since the Jedi are no longer a major police force. This guy is 40, 45 years old, meaning he was in his late 20s or early 30s when the Jedi were a major police force. So there's no way he wouldn't know that the Jedi are a thing. Yet he's like, the Jets shit's made up. And I'm like, he. I think he was trying to commit suicide. I think he death, wanted to die. Death by Vader. <laughs> yeah, I think he wanted to be, get murked because he was just like. Or maybe he just had a choking thing. We don't kink oh, shame man. around here. Oh, you think he was popping a boner? I think probably. Because yeah. he's at the end where he's like. <sighs> and he's like holding his collar. He's not doing that because he's not choking anymore. He's doing that because he just came. Why do you have an erection? <laughs> I'm just so happy. Oh, Baron Munchausen. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. I like when we get like an older one. You know, I know this is 88, but I like when we get something a little older that, you know, it makes, first off, it makes the Joe Morton thing way harder. Although I think I've already, I think I just put one together <laughs> in my head. I would say, I, I think I have a couple. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I, I, I mean, like, oh, I, shit. I, I know one for sure. Uh, <laughs> Eric Idle, uh, returning. We haven't seen him since uh, <laughs> since Dudley Do Right, where he plays the weird prospector who happens to be a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, Dudley Do Right. You know, I shit on that movie when we watched it, but I'm getting fond memories remembering it, mostly because of Alfred Molina's character in there. It's just fantastic, you know. So it's like I, I go back to that, and I'm just like, yeah, that's good. You the man, whip. You know, man, whip. <laughs> it's just in. Scientists oh, find out that Canadian bacon is just ordinary ham. Uh, what does he say? What he's like, uh, menage a trois. Yes, I can speak French. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, that movie, man. <laughs> and like, I, there's a Brendan Fraser thing going on right now. He's a big deal. He turned down the going to the Globes because of what they did to him. Good for him. Fucking stand up. Yeah. And it makes me kind of want to go back and watch Brendan Fraser classics again, which as everyone that listens to this podcast knows, Jesse and I are always ready to watch 1999. The movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we literally have a copy of that, like ready to go at all times. We, we have a copy of that in every format, just in case we, <laughs> we can't connect to the internet. Right. We can still watch it. We're right. ready. <laughs> I got it on laser. Looks like I've got all the horses. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> Uh, what a fuck it Here we go again Getting into 1999's The Mummy Is it better than The Trimmers? I don't know But anyway, uh, Jesse oh, What's What are you watching? I got so I just confused myself so bad so, uh, what you watching? Do I know they're bad? Yes, I know they're bad Do I accept Sorry. that they're bad? Yes, I accept that they're bad 1999's The Astronaut's Wife 1999, good year for film. 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. Um, so I, um, as far as movies are concerned, I t- had a wild hair up my butt the other day for some reason and decided to get and watch 13 Ghosts. Hell yeah. That is a good Tony fucking Shalhoub. movie, man. It's it's terrible, I mean, but in the way that you want a movie like that to be. It's a it, horror like, movie with gore. It's all the right spots. You know, yeah, it's but, like that lady gets smashed in the glass. Yeah, but it's... The, it's Matthew good. Lillard gets broken in half. Oh man, good stuff. Yeah, I was entertained. Big old fake giant boobies. Yeah, 
I was entertained from beginning to end. Love it. Love it. Uh, um, as far as video games, I am still playing Hitman World of Assassination. Uh, also, uh, I I tried it when it first came out, and it, it I kind of lost interest quickly. I'm trying again. High on life from Squanch Games, you know, creators oh, okay. of Rick and Morty. Um, it is, if you like Rick and Morty, it is Rick and Morty times 10, at least, in yeah. video game form. It's very chatty. Ch- so chatty, in fact, that there's uh, an option in the options menu that lets you take the chatter down a little bit because they never fucking shut up. <laughs> well, like, that game was, like, burning it up and being, like, the game for playthroughs and stuff, and then the Justin Roiland stuff came out, yeah. and it really mm-hmm. threw a wrench in it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Because people were like, damn, I'm having fun playing this game, but I don't want to support him. But it's like, he already bought the game. Yeah. He already supported him. Not only that, but uh, well, we got that again right now with the new Harry Potter game. Yeah, I was going to say we have that right now with the Harry Potter game. I am one of those people, and we talked about this uh, on one of the shows uh, with Ender's Game. You have to be able to disconnect the artist from the art. Yeah, um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe actually said something that I think you would appreciate. He said if that if those movies and those books did something to help you out, I don't want you to feel that you can't still have that feeling you can't still feel good about what those did for you you know he's like they did a lot for me he's like i don't support what she has to say now but you know you you can still support these characters like it's unfortunate but you you know those books and those movies were important to a lot of people it was about outsiders growing up with parents that didn't like them and trying to find a place and no no one was like them and they finally find some place that actually accepts them and it turns out that they're not like normal people they're completely different so it's so weird that she has an issue that she does have because she wrote an allegory for that similar kind of situation sure but you know whatever again just got to be able to to separate it because she's getting her money regardless you're boycotting this one game is really not going to change anything so just let people enjoy things um, yeah, it's basically what it is. Don't let let people enjoy things and don't be a dick. Those are the two tenets of my religion. Thank you very much for coming. We have service every Wednesday afternoon. Um, don't be a dick. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then as far as uh, audiobook, uh, the audiobooks that I'm suggesting this week are the What If books by Randall Monroe. Uh, he is the uh, online cartoon artist for XKCD. Uh, lots of little funny science-based puns on that comic strip. Uh, he wrote these books, basically people writing questions. Uh, like how, if everyone on the planet pointed a laser pointer, a green laser pointer at the moon, would it shine green? And he says, no, of course not. That's ridiculous. They're, they don't have enough power. And then he goes into the mathematics of what it would take to actually make that happen. What kind of laser you would need? What kind of power? And then he says, but what if we added more power? And this entire chapter about this starts with, no, you can't do that, and ends with the moon being a molten ball of regolith (laughs) in the sky because he's added so much power to it. Um, Very, very interesting read for adults and children. Honestly, um, it is it is kid appropriate and it is phenomenal. There's two of them. What if one and what if two? Fantastic! That sounds fun. Yeah, you get some, you get some fun suggestions, Jesse. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, 
didn't get a chance to watch any movies this week. Um, we all, of course, we record kind of off schedule, so it's not like I know that Ant Man and the Wasp is out at this point, but we haven't had a chance to go see it yet. Um, I'll be seeing that, and I'll be discussing it on the next episode. You know, we'll talk about that. But uh, so no more movies. I'm still playing the same game. I haven't got through it yet. It's a very long game, <laughs> but I did. Um, so, okay, I'm a D&D guy. I play D&D with my friends. I'm, I'm, I play Magic the Gathering, and I've been told for years I need to watch Critical Role. But here's the thing. Critical Role was a <laughs> podcast for a while, and I just didn't have yeah. the opportunity to watch it or listen to it. Sure. I just I work from home, so I don't have a commute, so it's difficult. When they started putting things up on YouTube and you could watch it, I started watching it. But watching a D&D game isn't the most thrilling thing ever. So then they made a TV series after the D&D game called Vox Machina. I had not had a chance to watch it and season two was debuting. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? What kind of nerd am I to not watch season one by the time season two is coming out? So I was like, I'll give it another chance. I'll sit down and watch it. And then I literally fucking watched two seasons of that show over the course of a week. And (laughs) it is fucking great. It is very good. It is so fun. I was a, uh, I've always had very long commutes to work and uh, my job takes me any, uh, from place to place all day long. So I put in three to four hours of driving every single day. When I used to work in the city, I did have that. But like now that I work from home, I just don't, yeah. don't have so an opportunity. I, I listened to the podcast. I watched the YouTube thing. And <clears throat> yeah, I love that whole, that whole cast is If you haven't watched that animated, have you watched the animated series? On um, Amazon? No, I haven't. You really need to. They streamline it all. Okay. And it's just so funny, so entertaining, so heartfelt. And is it? You, um, you know these people care. Are they ba- are they like original stories or are they based off of no, the it, uh, the actual like games that they season play? one? Okay, is the story of let's kill those vampires that killed Percy's family. Okay. And season two is let's kill that dragon. Let's kill the first dragon of the Chroma uh, Conclave. Conclave. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to check they, that out. They, because... they break it up into small sections and then they give each character time to shine. And it's funny because, like, if you remember uh, early on, Ashley Johnson, who plays uh, Pike, she is an actress. She played Ellie in Last of Us uh, yeah. in the video game. Yeah, they're all she voice had to leave. actors. Yeah, yeah, she had to leave for a while because she was doing something. So she just disappears from the game. So in the end game, they're like, yeah, she disappeared somewhere. But in this one, they're actually able to explain why she disappeared. And it's really interesting. And it's just, just, it's a great show. Like, if you like fantasy at all, you'll love it. There's no way you won't love uh, Scanlan and Grog. uh, Grog. There's no way you won't like those characters. (laughs) They're the best. Did you uh, uh, did you watch the uh, the one where uh, Joe Manganiello uh, got the hand of Vetka Vetka? No, oh, no, God. that's would, a classic. That's going to be roughly season four, or season five. <laughs> he did say that he will show up to play that character. Oh God, thank goodness, because that that moment in the the show, the YouTube, just them streaming. Yeah, he betrays him. Fucking magical. <laughs> Oh yeah, magical! I cut my hand off, put the f- hand of Vetka on it, get ready to snap. It was just business. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, 
So good. And the, the actors they get to play the uh, Mercer plays a lot of characters, and there's always yeah. a character that looks like Mercer yeah. in every episode. Because well, he's the dungeon master, so yeah, he's a DM. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't play the voice of every character. They get actual voice actors to come in and play it, and like that, uh, the general that Scanlan has to fight one on one on the rooftop. Uh, it's Roy McCann is that character, the hound from Game of Thrones, and I'm like, oh, they just nice. do such a good job at. When they have to bring a secondary voice in, they do such a good job at bringing those voices in. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what I was watching. Just fucking entertaining as fuck and super fun. Um, not for all ages. There's a lot of sex and curse words in it. And Scanlan himself, by, Scanlan by himself sets that show up to an R rating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my music true. choice. Do you like comedian Harlan Williams? I do. Rocket Man? I do. What if I were to tell you that his cousin is one of the members of Muse, which I know you like Muse because one of the earliest things Jesse and I bonded over was Knights of Sidonia by Muse. Yeah. Remember that? I heard, I heard yeah. this song on the radio, and the only way I can explain it is fucking epic. If I remember right, that's how I was trying to figure out You're what like, that song like, was called. <laughs> it was like kind of like Queen, and it was like and you were talking about it, and I go, wait, were there, were there horns in it? And he, I was like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. And I go, oh, it's this song. And then you looked, and I go, you got to watch the video. The video is just as fucking good. Yeah. Uh, but Harlan Williams and his cousin from Muse have a band together called The Cousins. Okay. Uh, there are two songs that I want to point out. Uh, one's called The Clown, just for how dark it is. It's, mm-hmm. about, a, it's about a comedian going home to commit suicide. Uh, But the other song, the one that I suggest for people that just want to listen to a good fucking song that's just, God, it's like one of those, uh, you know what I'm talking about, driving home from work or, you know, you're at like Six Flags or something with the kids all day and you're just tired. Everyone falls asleep in the car and you just need some lo-fi, chill music to drive to. Yep. There's a song called Behind the Glass by The Cousins. Okay. And nothing embodies that feeling of just like let's 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 get let's get our feet up. Let's just rest up and get where we need to go. Damn it, it's a good song. Nice. But I'll yeah, put, that's uh, that that's all my, I got. Uh, I'm taking all your all your music stuff by the way and um I take uh one of my favorite places what? We should make a a playlist. Bombs playlist on spotify and add we, the song yeah we could totally do that i'll i'll tr- i'll do that and we'll make we'll put a link in the show notes great um, idea i uh but i use um i use all your suggestions and stuff like that is perfect because i take a lot of trips to my favorite place in whole, whole wide world uh colorado um it's where Long i belong trip. my my heart is in the mountains and i it's a 14 hour drive and i don't fly i hate flying and just because i don't like the the rigmarole of airports. Jesse, I'm, I'm six foot two. (laughs) You don't like flying either. (laughs) I hate flying. (laughs) I'm six foot two, but in the the, other direction, um, chairs are made for people who are five. Well, I'm six foot two and I weigh 350 pounds. I'm a big fucking dude. I'm, I'm a big guy. I know my voice sounds like I'm probably a smaller guy, but I'm a, I'm a big fucking dude. Uh, and like, when I get on a plane, I am I am 
20 pounds away from having to rent a second seat kind of situation. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so because of that, I need 14 hours of music because we usually leave late at night uh, one night, and then I drive through the entire night, and everyone else falls asleep, and I drive all 14 hours. I understand. Uh, that's Very the right unsafe. way to do it, man. But the right way to do it is leaving at night, so then you yeah. don't have to look at Kansas. Kansas. Fuck and then Kansas. You're just <laughs> driving and driving. We're in Missouri, so people know. And then you're just driving and driving. And in the morning, when the sun comes up, you know what else comes up with it? Mountains. Fucking mountains. Yep. Roll into sh- roll into Colorado around nine o'clock in the morning. Get some breakfast. Go oh, to guard. My honestly, my There's favorite a- route. You go there. You get breakfast because you're rolling in. You're seeing the mountains. You get a nice cup of coffee. You get a breakfast. You get it all to go. You take it to Garden of the Gods. You sit on a giant red rock, and you just look at everything. Exhausted, but there's nothing better than that. I was driving at like 1 a.m. through Colorado one time, and I was going up to a park that's at the top of the mountains. Uh-huh. And uh, there were it was during elk mating season. Oh, and holy shit, nice. man. I was like, whoa, there was elks everywhere. Dodging those things. They're so big, man. They're, yeah. they're enormous. Yeah. For anyone who's never been to Colorado during that season, dodging elk in Colorado during that season is the equivalent of being in the Midwest and dodging squirrels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are and everywhere. <laughs> I get what you're saying, though, man. Like sometimes people are just not born in the place that they should be in. Like, uh, yeah, I love the cold. I love I love the rain. I know those are terrible, terrible weather conditions. Uh, I go to Oregon a lot and oh, I fucking love it. Man. Uh, Salem, Oregon. It's about an hour outside of Portland because Portland is a fun city to visit, but not a fun city to live in for sure. obvious reasons. Yeah. But like Salem, Oregon. You're like an hour and a half, two hours away from the ocean, and you're an hour and a half away from Portland. So it's like whatever you want to do, you can do, but you still have like that somewhat small town mentality. Mm. You know, it's like a town of like a hundred thousand people. So it's not like a it's not a massive city, but it's also not a tiny little one. Just a great place, and that's that's me. That's me all the way. Like I feel like. I should have like because Traverse City, Michigan, is the other place where it's like I yeah, I should belong in one of these places. I've been there. That's a good place. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. here I am in Missouri, where we go from negative ten to one hundred and ten in the course of a year. So you know, you can experience all four seasons in one day. Oh yeah, Missouri's great for people that want to make sure that their heater and air conditioner work on the same day. <laughs> how That's often so in the morning do you have to turn your heater on to get someplace and then whenever you're almost there you're like oh it's fucking hot you gotta turn the ac on yeah but then when you go home in the dark you're like oh i gotta turn the heater back on it's like we, ah, missouri the day we're recording that uh, recording this we had that it was uh it was 30 degrees this morning when i left my house uh at like five o'clock in the morning and when i got home this afternoon around four it was like 62 Ugh, i don't leave my house anymore I just stay in the basement all day long. (laughs) Nice. Save money. No, anyway. Um, Yeah, so like uh, next week, Baron Munchausen, man, going to have to find new good music for you. Add it to the playlist. Just to get a new book for us. Good times, man. I'm having a blast. I, I like this new format a lot. Heck yeah. Well, Jesse, thanks. Uh, and of course, you know, you can find us on, uh, is it bo- the boxofficebombsquad.com? Just boxofficebombsquad.com. Uh, boxofficebombsquad.com. And uh, if you want to follow me on TikTok, I'm on there. China's eating up my data and they know where I am, uh-huh. whatever. Uh, I'm Brando Supreme. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll uh, hear from you next week. 
Oh, also, we got to talk about Anchor. Because I, oh, well, I, I need voicemails. People don't give me enough voicemails. I don't hear enough of your voices. You hear my voice all the fucking time. We need more money. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. Also, like I said, check, start checking the show notes uh, if you don't already, because I am going to start putting links to all the stuff that we're talking about now that we have a section where links are actually relevant. Um, when I create that Spotify playlist, I'll go ahead and I'll put that link in there too. Um, that way you guys got some things to click on while you're sitting there and thinking about going down to the bottom and giving us money. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. What the fuck are her powers? Do you want laser raptors? Because that's how you get laser raptors. I hate you know so much. <laughs> Excuse me, Doc, but... What friggin' relationship? I mean, you got your human-sized phantoms and, and your creepy caterpillary phantoms and your flying phantoms, and let's not forget my personal favorite, the big fat giant phantoms. Down, boy.